Our sponsor for this episode is Great Pretenders. Now listen, Great Pretenders is awesome. They are a company that makes pretend play dress-up clothes for little ones that are comfortable and affordable, and we have a code for you. Great Pretenders was started 30 years ago by a mom searching for more creative and engaging toys for her children, and they are determined to create pretend play items that will engage your little ones and spark their imaginations. Our favorite items right now are the baby and toddler dress-up capes. Great Pretenders costumes are made of the softest materials and have a Velcro closure around the neck to make them super easy to put on and take off so your little one can wear them right on top of their clothes, making dress up that much easier for mom and for your little kids. <laughs> My little boys got the astronaut and firefighter costumes in the mail and they are the best and the cutest costumes that they will love even when Halloween is over. So our code is valid for both USA and Canadian orders. So head to greatpretenders.ca and enter code MAMAHOOD for 15% off. Again, head to usa.greatpretenders.ca and enter code MAMAHOOD for 15% off or just Google Great Pretenders. You're going to love this company. Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day and some are anxiously waiting for It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you, and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the mamahood. Hey mamas, welcome to this week's episode. This week is a little bit different where we are going to be doing a Q&A from questions from you guys. So this will be kind of interesting and exciting at the same time because we have gotten a ton of questions from all of you, and we are just going to dive right in. Yeah, um, this will be fun because we have not like pre-planned what we're going to say at all. So we're just going to answer as it comes to our mind. And what's really fun is that a few of you actually sent us voice recordings of your questions. So we get to play them and we extra love that. So um, if you ever want to send us a question via voice recording, that makes us super happy. I know it's kind of fun. Um, Okay, so we're going to answer um, four questions today. And so here's our first question, and it is from Caitlin. Hi, my name's Caitlin Moore, and I am a mom of two kids, one three-and-a-half-year-old and one one-and-a-half-year-old. And I do hair full-time as well. So how do you keep your houses clean and organized? I feel like every time I start cleaning... I turn around and it's a disaster right behind me and I can't keep up with all the work around the house. I keep trying and it's just not holding up. So what suggestions would you guys have for that? Thanks so much for sending that question in. I love her and she's done my hair before. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Um, What do you think, Ops? What's your... (laughs) So I have a couple things to say with this. First off, with that young of kids... My first thing to tell you is don't. Don't have expectations that your house is going to be organized and clean. Mm-hmm. And I think the second I allowed myself to have that that non-expectation of myself, it has allowed me to just kind of breathe. And 
I crack up because even yesterday, my sisters are always telling me how chaotic I am or how messy I am. And honestly, like my house is a mess because I have a two-year-old following me, taking things out and dropping mm-hmm. things on the ground and breaking things and mm-hmm. coloring on things. And, 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 you know, I tried to clean up after her, but if you try to follow her and clean up all day long, it's exhausting. So we tried to just have a clean house during the night. So I'll clean up every single night. I'll take 10 minutes, do all the dishes, clean up. So we'll have a spotless house every single night and our house is messy during the day. So I think lowering that expectation for yourself, you're just in a stage of life. One day there won't be a mess. And I love that quote that I read the other day that when the mess is gone, all the magic goes with it. And I had to think Mm -hmm. of it like that because it's just, it is, it's a mess, but it's magic and it's okay to be messy and it's okay to have that lowered expectation, but maybe have a clean house at night I don't know what's mm-hmm. yours Mary I second what Ob said I always go to bed with a clean house and there's something like refreshing about that even mm-hmm. if the day is full of chaos and mm-hmm. there you can almost look forward to like that peaceful feeling that you'll have before mm-hmm. bed yeah and not like you don't have to scrub your floors every night but just like go to bed with whatever level of cleanliness gives you peace like mm-hmm. I just think different people have different levels of cleanliness that gives them peace mm-hmm. and whatever brings you peace in your home um, try and get that before you go to bed. And I just, and only have that expectation. I totally agree. Um, and yeah, if you have a kid between the age of 12 months to 24 months, like just lower your expectations. Like they are a literal tornado running around. (laughs) Um, I think you can teach them too, to like help, but yeah, and you should always, I think it's good to implement that and try it. Like you shouldn't say, Oh, I'm just going to, throw my house with a right, curb but right. like just I mean you're just in a phase of life that's really hard and don't be hard on yourself about yeah, it yeah. yeah the last like logistical piece I would give um regarding this is <laughs> it sounds so stupid but bins like I oh I do this because you told me to we like I could write a book in fact I feel like I'm about to write a book called (laughs) Bins Solve Everything. (laughs) Like Dallin and I have just recently, like this month, we got really overwhelmed with how easily our house got messed up. We're like, how does our house, how do we start every morning with a spotless house? And by 10 a.m., everything feels like a mess. Mm -hmm. And we just realized that it's because things are just kind of, they're put away, but they're not put away very productively. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier to put things away and get them back out again in a a more organized manner when they have a bin. And like, Mm -hmm. it sounds so dumb, but like we have gone room by room, cupboard by cupboard, like cupboard under our sink, four bins for everything and organized it. The cupboard next to our front door bins even your pantry right now our pantry right now we organize into bins and like you can get bins cheap at all kinds of places ikea walmart amazon whatever but like just it's funny because it sounds so simple but honestly just having like a box to put stuff in makes cleaning up so much quicker and then it just makes everything feel more organized and not get messed up as easily Totally. The two things I had thought of too was even today, I, for some reason, I've never been able to stay on top of laundry. It's been like, it's my Mm -hmm. enemy of all enemies. And I, I just, it's really hard for me. And so if I don't have time to fold the laundry after it's done from the dryer, I 
like I started to get in the habit of just throwing clean laundry on clean laundry on clean laundry. So by the time I'm even getting to it, it's another load ready to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So something I've been doing recently, cause I have literally had no time to fold growing up. I'd, I, that was like, my job was to always fold. And hmm. my mom was really like organized and had everything folded so nice. But honestly, I've ditched folding and I just hmm. go put all of the clothes in their, in their drawers and they're not even folded, but I don't have the time to. And my kids are so little that honestly, like their t-shirt isn't really going to get that wrinkled. And Mm -hmm. hopefully one day I'll be able to fold again. But for now it's working where I don't have piles of laundry. It's just in Mm -hmm. their drawer and it's put away and I have to just walk away from it like that because otherwise it's going to pile up. But I did want to mention when Marilyn was talking about bins, I learned this from you actually, because she wrote it on the blog a while ago, but um, having a cleaning bin for each bathroom. Mm -hmm. So this has like been a game changer for me, but I will have, (laughs) like you have your toilet cleaner, your Lysol wipes or whatever you're Mm -hmm. using, just having your own bin for that bathroom of cleaning supplies. And then in the kitchen underneath the sink, like having spaces of different cleaning supplies throughout every room in your house. Holy Hannah, Mm -hmm. I clean 10 times more than I did because for some reason, and like you said in your blog post too, like put the toilet cleaner in like when you're, when you notice it's dirty and then the next time you come to the bathroom, make sure it's scrubbed and flushed and like do things as you're going and it totally helps. I've followed that advice since you said that for forever. thanks, Yeah, no, yeah, it's so true. Like if the cleaning supplies are there and readily available and you don't have to go into another room to grab them, it's really easy to just use them as is like, you do your makeup, you have a Clorox wipe under the sink, you wipe the sink right then instead yeah. of letting it pile up. It is it is yeah. a game changer, that's yeah. for sure. You've changed my life with that advice, <laughs> Mare. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on to our second question that comes from Meredith. And her question, she didn't record, but um, I'll just read what she wrote. She said, what were some things your parents did when you were kids that you want to continue with your kids? And I thought this was a fun question, just kind of fun to think about. Yeah. What do you think, Gobbs? What the first thing that comes to my mind was my, like, just getting on the floor with us as kids, like mm-hmm. putting my, I just don't ever remember my mom being too busy for me. She would always just read me a book or sit on the floor with me or play like little games or puzzles or she always just was there playing with me on the floor. And I think I always just want to, I always am like launching my kids from the floor to the couch. Like I just want to be the mom that's on the floor with my kids. I don't know what comes to mind when you think about that. I like that that a lot. Um, there are a lot of things that come to my mind about this, especially I've just been reflecting on my childhood as my kids are getting bigger. But, um, I, my little boy woke up in like the middle of the night asking for waffles, like in the middle of the night. And (laughs) obviously my instinct is to say, no, like it's midnight. You're not going to have waffles. Um, but I have so many memories of like waking up in the night or having it be late. And these are like some of my most precious memories of like asking my mom for like a really late night snack and just sitting with her, literally sitting on the counter, eating a snack with her. And a lot of times I asked for like a grilled cheese sandwich or something when I was a kid. Yeah. And that just kind of flashed back into my head when he asked for that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? we're doing waffles. Sure. <laughs> and I went and sat him on the counter and I made waffles and he sat on the counter and we Aww. ate waffles. And I just think this overall attitude of like, I mean like, yeah, that specific example of when my kids ask for a midnight snack, cause like it's only happened once in three years. 
and it probably will only happen so often like yeah say yes but also just these these moments that stray from the schedule or whatever my mom was really good at taking them and she was a working mom so I think she embraced like every moment she could spend with us mm-hmm. even if it was late at night or whatever and I want to do oh, that too I love that that's so cute I think that's important too and I love that you have those memories with that okay let's move on to question three this is from Megan and she also sent us her recording so I'll go ahead and play that hey my name is Megan and my question for you guys is what kinds of activities are you doing to keep your little kids busy we are just struggling to find new activities to do to keep us busy all day um so any tips you have would be really appreciated thanks thanks megan we love hearing your guys's voices it just makes it so i know it's so fun know, it's, so it's fun. like they're on our podcast with us sitting here lately i shared this on my instagram a couple weeks ago it's like the dumbest thing in the world but for some reason, and I know all of you moms have that little squirter bottle you get when you're at the hospital giving birth. <laughs> get that. Yep, we all have it. Get a squirt bottle, get a tooth, like an old toothbrush, get whatever you can find that's like kind of fun to like squirt water with or scrub water with. And I have my kids collect rocks and they put them in actually the bins that I got from the hospital too. <laughs> but they put them in that and then they have like a whole system like they switch they rotate which one who's going to use the spray bottle and then they rotate Mm -hmm. the squirter bottle and they scrub the rocks and like rocks like to clean rocks they love it it's like (laughs) washing bikes I think it's so genius and then they have like a process so then those rocks have to dry and then we wait like a day and then the next day they're going to paint them and (laughs) like my little boy's like mom I want to have instead of a lemonade stand I want to have a rock sale (laughs) I'm like that is genius let's just do it and he's Uh I don't know. I just think the the more simple ideas that you have around the house, I don't know. I'm all about cheap, easy, like yeah. almost idea. Oh, another idea I, I did was I grabbed, I found, and I actually did this in the car. This is like an easy car idea, but I just got those eyeball stickers uh-huh. and I, a magazine and I just handed it to my kid and he just put eyeballs on the people in the magazine. <laughs> and it like, it was like an That's hour's funny. worth of entertainment. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I not think of this sooner? So, oh, man. I don't know. It's, you, there's no, I mean, you always want to dive into all these really cool Pinterest ideas, but honestly, rocks and water or bikes and chalk, like how easy is that? Yeah. I'm all about. super entertaining for yeah, kids. I'm all about easy. I have learned the magic of popsicles this year. Like, yes. Our yeah. pops and like a giant box for like a few bucks lost yes. you all summer long and it has been my saving grace and otter pups can entertain kids for a really long time especially toddlers like they have a really hard time getting <laughs> otter pops <laughs> like my little two-year-old can sit forever just trying to get like that one little like piece of ice up to the yes, top to like yeah. into his mouth otter pops are like frozen um like yogurt tubes or whatever like I feel go sit on the porch here's an otter pop and it entertains them for a good little bit what about some inside activities I was just gonna say have you ever frozen this is kind of an outside one too but like freeze a little you know those plastic dinosaurs or di- or mm-hmm. like things you can get from all dollar freeze one of those in like a big ice cream bucket and mm-hmm. they have to like chip at it with I don't know just something like little kitchen tools and mm-hmm. let it melt outside a little bit as they work on it I've hmm. <laughs> that kinetic is it called kinetic sand have you had seen that before yeah it's like that movable sand uh-huh. my little 
um, almost two year old loves that. Anything texture, I think they just love. Yeah, I, I um, think so too. Um, for inside, I I feel like crafts and like art is always like a debatable thing because sometimes it's just it's messy. so chaotic and yeah. hard. Um, Play-Doh has been really a big one for us this summer and I've just been really okay with the fact that Play-Doh makes a mess. Yeah. And, um, I've laid out, so we have like a whole bunch of those, like you bake on them. They're like those pieces of rubber. Do you know what I'm talking Um, about? The silk or the, (sighs) what's it called? Oh my gosh. Why can't I think of it? Is it silicone? Like the plastic that you put under cookies. Yeah. Yeah. So those and like cutting boards, I just lay them out. Oh, and, that's a good idea. Um, I just have them do Play-Doh and on they those. have to keep it on that. And it's minimized the mess a lot for us because my idea. kids love Play-Doh lately. Um, another thing that we did, because I just feel like my kids love to color and it's always really hard for especially toddlers to like stay on like in the coloring book or on a piece of paper. And this kind of happened by accident. I bought a um, like a big thing of wrapping paper from Target and it was like the cheap roll that's like brown paper. Yeah. And it just had like polka dots on one side or something. And I had like wrapped a birthday gift really quick and then left the wrapping paper out and then we'd gone to the party. And when we came home, my kids took crayons to the other side of it. But it was like this giant piece of that like brown wrapping paper. Yeah. And it just was so fun for them. For some yeah. reason, they loved the idea of like sitting on it's like a different the brown thing. paper. They could color all over it. They had like tons of room coloring on it. And now like it's super fun to pull that out and have them color on that instead because it's just, I don't know, they like it. It's more creative. It's yeah. less messy. And then I can just like bunch it all up and recycle it instead of having like a whole bunch of stray like printer paper everywhere if that for makes sure sense. there's rolls of that in ikea too that's pretty cheap oh really oh i believe mm-hmm. it ikea is the best yeah we did for older like older toddlers i've done so that they don't choke but the like go get pipe cleaners from all dollar and beads and have them make bracelets that mm-hmm. takes so long for them to do and my kids love it and they'll like make bracelets for everybody and yeah <laughs> anything that takes the most time without so much like adult supervision is the best yeah so yeah one last thing I will throw in there if you've seen this is gonna date this episode but if you've seen Toy Story 4 like my kids went crazy for Forky have you guys seen, I it, yet? seen it yet um it's like that little fork character that the little girl makes in the show and he's a funny little character and basically all he is is like a plastic fork I think he's technically a spork but plastic fork with like little googly eyes and pipe cleaners yeah and um we made forky and like all it took was stuff i already had laying around the house but my kids loved it and like they played with forky just because they saw him in the movie (laughs) yeah and so that's just kind of a fun one you could do with your kids if you guys have seen toy story 4 then that they would love it get them excited about it for sure. There goes Mare, always a Disney. Always oh my gosh, it always comes back to Walt Disney himself. <laughs> no, that's a good idea though.
hey mamas, it's fall, which means it's the perfect time to fall back into a healthy routine. (laughs) Fall is a great time to set new goals, get into a healthy routine, and reprioritize yourselves as the kids are getting back into school. So that's where our new sponsor for this episode comes in. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy, if you're a nursing mom, they are going to help you find the vitamins and supplements that you need. Um, It's super easy to find out what you need. So in my experience, I just logged on to TakeCareOf.com and I took their easy, short, fun, five-minute quiz. I answered questions about my diet, my lifestyle, and my health needs. And within minutes, I had recommendations about what I should take. Care Of made it super easy and convenient for me to get the vitamins and the protein powders that I needed. They sent me a prenatal vitamin since I'm nursing and a calcium plus. They also sent me a super delicious protein powder that I've been loving. Care of has only the highest quality ingredients and it's very easy to find out what's in all of their supplements and their powders. They have vegetarian and vegan options, which is really great. So we have a code for you, of course. Um, So for 25% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code MAMAHOOD. Again, that's 25% off of your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and enter the code MAMAHOOD. Okay, our last question um, is kind of a group of questions. Um, we got we get asked all the time whenever we've asked for topics or questions from you, or even without us having to ask. We are constantly asked, "What do we do to strengthen our marriage after having kids?" And um, I think we've always been a little hesitant to answer because we aren't like professional at this, but we can just give our two cents and about what like we've done to have, you know, a stronger marriage after the chaos of kids. Cause kids do really rock your marriage and rock your relationship. Okay. So I feel like there, there's so many different directions we could go with this. Um, because after you have a kid, I feel like it totally changes the dynamic with your relationship and, some people it's it's a turn for the worse. Some people it's a turn for the better. Um, for me, I felt like I was so much more in love with my husband after I had a kid than I was before <laughs> because he just like, he just totally just surpassed any, I mean, I just was blown away at how good of a daddy was from mm-hmm. the beginning. And I, I remember I was like always forcing newborns on him while I was pregnant to be like, practice. Like, are you sure you know how to be a dad? You know, and then all of a sudden he swooped in and was like a better mom than me. But I just think that, there's been specific things that I feel like have helped. Um, and I, I did an interview uh, with Matt Townsend a while ago and we kind of had this conversation. And I feel like, I mean, Matt Townsend's a great um, family therapist and he has a lot of great ideas for um, marriage and relationships. But some things that I felt like for me especially is to obviously just look around and see what needs to be done. I mean, you have a baby. It's both of your guys' jobs to take care mm-hmm. of it it he or she (laughs) and I think taking that initiative to recognize where each other is at so like if Shay's had a really hard work day then I'm going to have zero expectation of 
his help when he comes home because I know he's really tired. So I try to take the initiative of and being okay with just taking the brunt of the bedtime or whatever it is because he needs just a minute, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think he sees the same with me. Like if he gets a text throughout the day where it's like, I'm done, he'll come home kind of in that swooped in mode to help me out. So I think recognizing where each other's at helps a ton and, and being able to help each other when the other is having a hard time like I have a really hard time in the mornings and so he helps me out a ton in the morning and you know like he has harder times at different times where I try to help more so finding that I think helps a ton um what about what's one of yours I um like I just think it's so easy for us to get into like an us versus them mentality Mm -hmm. when kids get involved in marriage it's so easy for us as moms to like sit and feel like resentful about my husband is getting out of the house or he he's not here like changing poopy diapers or doing spit up or um all this stuff all day or he's not up in the night nursing the baby and our job is so much harder than right his job is so much easier than mine because he's sitting over there doing whatever he does yeah um but and I've talked with Dallin about this recently like we just have to understand that both of our jobs are hard. Like, right. it's not their preferred situation to leave their wife and kids every day and to have to go and, like, work in order to have <laughs> what we need. And this is obviously, I'm assuming that this isn't a situation where your husband leaves the house. But, um, like, it's just so easy to sit and kind of pity ourselves as moms and feel like we have the harder job and yeah it's extremely difficult to be a mom but we have to keep in mind that it's also very difficult to be a husband a father and a provider Mm -hmm. and instead of trying to like fight against them or try and almost make them feel bad for us or pity us or whatever just having empathy for what they're going through too and mm-hmm. understanding that it's it's hard for them too and that yeah maybe they're not as like exhausted at work as you are at home but like maybe they're sad because they wish they could be home too and that's something like would you be willing to trade that this is mm-hmm. just something we've talked about a lot is like trying to see the other person's perspective more and mm-hmm. understanding what their day-to-day is like and then keeping that in consideration before you're just so ready to just pounce or just be so mad or so jealous or mm-hmm. all these other things that I feel come in is kind of like distractions from mm-hmm. having a healthy marriage for sure if that makes sense. I love that point yeah I think another another point to make is to sometimes in our job as moms whether we're working working moms or stay-at-home moms we get lost in our kids sometimes and in turn we lose our husbands they're they kind of take over our lives they're our new identity they kind mm-hmm. of we they become our whole world and which is so great but I have always learned even from a young girl that like for my mom, my dad would come first before the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important because once your kids grow up, like it's just going to be you and your husband. And I think so often people lose each other because they've lost their lives into their kids. And not that that's a, like a horrible thing, but making sure to spend that time with each other is huge. One thing my father-in-law mm-hmm. always told us when we were first married is um, tea time and it's time, talk and touch. And you mm-hmm. do it for 20 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be like 
touch touch it can be like holding hands <laughs> like just for 20 yeah. minutes a day where you catch up you just sit on the couch you can just hold hands and just take that time talk and touch for 20 minutes and I, I mean we're not like super religious at it but I know that it helps and it just reconnects you in such a busy life because kids are busy and life is busy and you're drained sometimes I get touched out where I just am like no one touched me for a minute mm-hmm. but I think having that open communication with each other helps and being able to take that tea time with each other is huge or date nights you know just having any kind of time with them um just putting your spouse first before your kids and that's I mean I'll just say it it's hard to say because it's like obviously your kids like are so close but they need to take a close second to your spouse in my opinion Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would add just another piece of advice that it is up to us to, Obs and I have talked about this so much, own our communication. Mm-hmm. Like if you are feeling a certain way, you need to say it mm-hmm. and you cannot sit and feel like angry or stew or feel attacked or anything over some piece of communication you haven't said yeah like if you are exhausted and you've had a hard day and you're just expecting Mm -hmm. your husband to know everything you've Mm -hmm. been through in the day he's not going to right like you have to own it if you want him to understand where you're at you have to tell him if you want him to meet a need for you you have to tell him and sometimes that's so hard because Mm -hmm. I think we as women are so emotionally connected to each other that oftentimes we can tell what the other person needs without them having to say. But that doesn't mean that your spouse is going to know what you need without you having to say. In fact, most of the time they're not. And I feel like this is a really hard lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. And we just have to admit as women, like sometimes we just expect people to know what we need, but they don't. Exactly. So um, you just need to own your communication. If your husband asks if you're okay and you're like, I'm fine. Nothing. Yeah then own it. You said I'm fine. And like, you're fine. Yeah. Then you're fine. Like just own it. Just be, be honest and like say what you mean and mean what you say and say how you feel because you can get so much like pent up feelings and emotions and things unsaid that just build over time and create resentment. Um, and it can all just be resolved by just owning your communication. It's so true. We talk, I mean, even having that conversation with your spouse about owning your communication yeah with before like any conflict arises like even joking about okay so you really want Costa Vida today or you really don't or you really don't care <laughs> like if you don't care then I care you know own like, your communication that you don't care yeah so I think yeah. even having that conversation is hilarious but also super helpful just to say okay well then if you're fine then I'm gonna assume you're fine and I'm not gonna bring it up anymore you know right and and remind each other yeah like just say like, okay, own your communication. I'm mm-hmm. going to believe you if you tell me this, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, but, but it's helpful. It really is because mm-hmm. then you can express your needs comfortably and you can say like, Hey, I really need you to take this baby. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like, feel like I've been able to say that a lot more since I've mm-hmm. just decided to own it more and just yeah. be like, I really need you to hold her right now. Like I, have been doing this for a really long time and I just really need my arms need a break and instead of sitting there wishing that he would offer just asking and just those simple little things 
just help you to not just get so tied up in all of these like pent up feelings and Mm -hmm. whatever else happens after the typically happens after you have a baby. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, I mean, it's hard with kids. You just feel it's just a different dynamic. And so give yourself a break and give each other a break. And I mean, it's a constant work, even for us. It's not like it's all right. It's, I don't, I just think you have, it's marriage is work and Mm -hmm. don't expect it to not be, you know, like it just, if you, if you accept that marriage is work, then you're, you're just going to be a lot better off than assuming that it's going to be as easy as it was when you were 20 years old and dating each other, you know, just Mm -hmm. accept that it's work and, and work together instead Mm -hmm. of against each other. Yeah. Something too, that I think is important is remembering like, I don't know. I just think it's so easy to, to be nitpicky or pinpoint faults or Mm -hmm. it's really easy to be like, well, that wouldn't have happened to our kid if this, you know, it's really easy if you would have been watching them or whatever, but you're a team and you're on the same team. Like even though parenting, you can feel different with your parenting or different, you have different opinions. It comes down to either way, we're on the same team. So let's figure this out, you know, together. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just have to also treat each other as coworkers for a minute. Like if you, it's just some, why are we so easily, I don't know, offended or we get so, so easily emotional with the people that we're closest to but sometimes especially when it comes to parenting I found like sitting down and expressing like why you feel a certain way and then talking about it the way you would a coworker who mm-hmm. you're talking with and going back and forth about the pros and cons respectfully, and coming yeah respectfully coming to an agreement together yeah um parenting is a job and parenting is hard and you're doing it together and um having like these respectful conversations with each other just helps you not be sitting there in the moment arguing about it you know okay I totally agree sorry I just had this thought that I have to share really fast too before we switch gears but so and it's not I mean this hasn't always been the case but I think and like just diving into what are their needs so like I I just crack up at this and Shay might totally hate that I'm like sharing this but I need sleep and he needs sex. And so I'm just going to say it like he, he helps me and I help him. Like we Mm -hmm. both, and we both know that we both are open about it and communicating Mm -hmm. about it. And if I can meet his needs and he meets my needs it is so much better. Like life is just so much happier (laughs) because he feels like he's like, we're both just getting that, whatever it is that we're needing. And then I don't know, it's, it's putting them first Mm -hmm. before anything. And then they're doing it back. I don't know. I just think that has helped us a ton. And it's, well, and this just goes back to like own your communication. Yeah. Say what you need. Yeah. Just say it and have a hard conversations. Like if you're struggling yeah. with postpartum depression or you're struggling with something, sometimes it's really hard. I had a hard time opening up to my husband about it. Cause I thought he would think I was crazy, but still just have that, like just be brave for two seconds and have that conversation with them. And you'll be surprised at what they open back up to you too. You know, I think, I don't know. I, I'm not that I'm full of advice, but I just think it's so important to have communication is everything. Communication is everything. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. If you feel like you're not communicating, then just start there. Yeah, for sure. Communicating honestly and openly. Um, those are our four questions for today, but we're going to have to do 
I know these Q&As are fun. You Q&As. guys are fun to hear. We're not them. experts, but I mean, I know. somehow we just talked for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we just have just our experiences. I think it's helpful to hear like what anyone goes through or what they're able to figure out. So mm-hmm. hopefully these help a little bit at least. Yeah. And if you have any answers to these questions too, please share, send it to us or just, we love hearing from you. Scroll down, leave us a review or send us an email at the mamahoodpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we just absolutely love hearing from you. It makes our whole day. I know we feel like we're getting to know so many of you. It's so fun. We do. And we want to be your best friends. We really just love all of you mamas so much. And, um, we are just here to support you and cheer you on. And, um, we've got good things in store. We do. We have such good things in store that we're going to be talking about really soon um so yeah connect with us find us on instagram at the.mamahood and we will talk to you next week bye